Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped, the podcast for people with limb loss. Hello, Dave. We made it through another week. Yes, we did, Peggy. Quarter one down. Yes, we. I made it through spring break week, so Ooh. I feel like a celebration is in order. I survived yes. a week with my kids and my husband. <laughs> Kara is going to have to do that this coming week here on okay. Long Island. Yeah, so. it's it's a really long week, not for them, but it's it's a lot more work when you know when you work from home and you have them running all over the place. It's complicates things. It's not easy. No, it makes me look forward to summer vacation, said no mom ever. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was traveling for work last week and um, Kara, um, I was talking to her on the phone one night when she realized that I have to travel again this coming week. She was like, you're leaving on school vacation week? My life is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So we have, uh, we finished off March. And we we ended that poll. So in this week's podcast, we are going to go over the poll question that we asked and discuss our findings and hypothesize on why we think the community answered that way and unveil our April question. I can't wait. I know. This sounds exciting. I'm excited. So to refresh everybody's memory, our March poll question was, in order to make sure that my clothes fit over my prosthesis, I, A, get my clothes altered or customized after buying them, B, alter or customize the clothes myself after buying them, or C, I don't worry about it, I just wear them off the rack without alterations. Actually, it wasn't A, B, or C, I added that. (laughs) It's okay. It's the same three questions. Exactly. In that order. So, um, and we asked that for a very specific reason, um, mainly because we've been asked by a uh, fashion designer what to, to solicit input from the community about what types of, of alterations or what the needs for adaptive clothing are for the limb loss community. So that's, that's the reason that we put that question out there. So we figured that we would crowdsource it and try to get some answers. Yeah. And, you know, there, there are a few obvious aspects uh, to clothing and prosthetics, generally speaking, and anyone who wears a prosthesis knows that, uh, Clothes and prosthetic devices tend not to interact all that well together. I can't tell you, um, Peggy, how many times when I was first an amputee and I was wearing business suits every day as a lawyer for work, um, how frequently I would end up with little holes caused by pinching when I was sitting down and then moving around um, in nice, you know, really nice suits and getting very frustrated with it. So they just absolutely wreak havoc with clothes. Um, and then, you know, the a secondary effect of that is obviously that can become an expense for people. If you're having to constantly tailor or buy new stuff altogether, um, it, it can be a problem. And so I think we are also looking in this question to try to figure out sort of implicitly, um, do people have specific tricks or brands they rely upon? And, and I think we had, you actually initiated some separate discussions in an online forum about that question specifically. It's, you know, I, I'm a baloney amputee and every single pair of pants that I have has tiny little holes at my socket rim line. Every single pair. I mean, it, I just don't even bother anymore. 
it's so frustrating. I don't own nice pants because I work from home. So I'm very fortunate that way. But all of my pajama bottoms have holes. Everything does. Yeah, it's I'm the I'm in the same boat. I I tend to get those those holes either right around my ankle. I don't wear a cover of any kind over my components, and so often when I'm sitting, I will cross my good leg against or behind my uh, prosthetic side. Mm -hmm. So I'm creating pressure right at the ankle level because that's where my foot naturally rests, and um, so that causes holes. And then again, just sitting down. I often get them, uh, you know, basically right in dead center back where you sit, um, just from the fabric getting pulled against whatever it is I'm sitting on and the socket just pops these little holes in the pants and um, incredibly frustrating. And the only saving grace is that it tends to be behind me. So I'm not the one seeing it, but I'm sure it looks fantastic (laughs) to people who are walking behind me all the time. Yeah, I used to get frustrated. Honestly, I fall. I definitely fall into the I don't really care category. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Foreshadowing your answer to this question. I I suppose if I if I worked in a setting where it wasn't conducive to wearing pajama bottoms to work, which I can do because I work from home. Um, it might bother me more. And when I go out to an event or something, I'm fortunate enough, I can just put on a dress. So um, it, it's frustrating. I know that the our upper extremity friends have a lot more frustrations uh, dealing with clothes and shirts and things like that of fasteners. Um, so should we go over our results? Sure. Why don't you walk through them? All right. So 65% of our respondents said, I don't worry about it. I don't do anything to my clothes. I buy them off the rack and I go about my life. I definitely fall into that category. Um, 17.5% get their clothes altered or customized. And 17.5% customize them the clothes themselves. And that I know from from the discussions that we had online that usually meant adding patches or zippers. So I know, I know a lot of, of amputees will put zippers on the inseam of pants so that they can easily have access to the socket and things like that. And patches where you get the little holes to reinforce, which I used to do, but I'm just too lazy right now. Maybe another time in my life. Describe the zipper on the inseam thing. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, so if you uh you you can open up the inseam of your your pant legs and um put a zipper. So if you have to adjust your socket or you're constantly changing sockets, a lot of new amputees will do that when they need access to be able to to change socks and things like that. Huh. I've never even heard of that before. Really? That's a, I learned something. Thank you, amped community. There you go. Your day wow. is complete. Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of um, individuals will will go the zipper route. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, I I too answered in the I don't worry about it camp. Uh, I just don't care enough, and I'm not enough of a clothes horse to really um, invest my energy in it. But with that being said, there was a time when I was wearing suits that I actually did go um, after. After I discovered that this was an issue post-amputation, I did have a few suits made where I had them put in a lining, which is just essentially another layer of fabric between the outer pant, the 
uh, outer material of the pant and your body. Um, and I guess it worked to the extent that it prevented the pants from ripping through to my prosthesis as quickly. But the flip side of it was now I had this kind of heavy fabric that or heavy, another layer of fabric that was running from basically waist down to a, uh, about midway down my shin. And it wasn't for, for someone who tends to overheat quickly because he's an amputee, this was not the ideal solution for me. So it sort of fixed one problem, but created another. And I eventually abandoned the effort. You didn't try patches? No, was not, was never a patch guy. Um, don't know why. Uh, you know what? It, it kind of was one of those things where it was like, I tried one thing. It didn't work. I don't care okay. anymore. Okay. So I, I, I wasn't real um, resolute in my, um, in my decision to try to solve this problem. I just quickly gave up. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, if you ever, <laughs> Showed real fighting if theory. you ever, you know, want to try something else, the the patches on the inside of the pants, so you're not you know, running around looking like a ragamuffin kid with the patches on the outside, like my kids, um, you can put them on the inside of your leg and it just kind of reinforces it a little bit. Flip side is, is that it's the fabric is definitely a little bit stiffer there. So why aren't we selling amped external patches for all of our people? That's, there's a marketing idea. There we go. We should. Hold in your pants and then amped is on your rear end. <laughs> no comment. I'm not sure that's what we're going for. Exactly. But- <laughs> Just this is why I'm not in marketing, yeah. by the way. All right. So do you want to go over our April poll question? I would be happy to do that, Peggy. Um the so the April poll question. Um you know the drill. I know, but I like There's it. No it's baseball season too. Isn't this the baseball yeah, thing? On. Yeah, it is. Hang on, here we go. Poll The The April poll question <laughs> is since the beginning of twenty eighteen, I have a, not fallen at all, B, fallen one time, or C, fallen more than once. This is obviously uh, targeted at our lower extremity amped army members. Um, please do not uh, please do not be angry, upper extremity friends. Uh, but this is one that- Upper extremity amputees can fall as well? They can. They can. Um, I'm guessing it's less frequent. Um. And this is one that uh, we won't go through the reasoning for it now, but um, I can tell you it's one that interests me um, uh, in conjunction with a lot of discussions that I've had with different people, practitioners, um, and researchers in the O&P industry. And I'd be interested to just everyone think back to the beginning of the year and give us your answers. Let us know what it is that you've experienced. Absolutely. And again, it'll be on our website, www.ampedpod.com. About halfway down the homepage under community. We really appreciate everybody taking time. Uh, we know that a lot of people listen to this podcast, you know, through iTunes or through SoundCloud and don't necessarily go to the website all the time. But if you have a few minutes and, you know, you're waiting for the kids in the traffic line or whatever, you know, just go to the website. You can answer it real quick for us. We'd really appreciate it. Yes, we would. And Peggy, Two things I'd like to just bring up uh, 
uh, totally off topic from last month's poll question and this month's poll question. I was, uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I was traveling earlier this week and I ran into somebody, a practitioner who is also uh, an amputee. And this person said to me, uh, what's your last name? And I said, McGill. And he goes, Oh my God, I was just listening to this podcast that you did. Um, and he, it was actually the Peter Thomas podcast about the NAAOP and NAAOP fellowship. But he said, I've got to get to the one. I want to listen to the one about inspiration. And I said, great. You know, I'd love to get your feedback about it. So, um, that's day one. Yeah. He goes and listens to the podcast. I, I'm back in the same, uh, office the next day. And he says to me, I listened to that podcast. I don't think I agree with you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I said, great. What, what, what's your perspective? And he said, look, he said, I get that people see us as, quote, inspirational. And um, he says, I guess my perspective on it is rather than get upset about it, I want to try to take advantage of it. And so I want to try to make my interaction with that person incredibly positive. And I want to, um, I, instead of getting upset about what they might be thinking and, and all of that, he said, I just try to be a real force for good as a result of it. If they think I'm going to be inspirational, fine. I'm going to try to live up to that, um, which I thought I told him, I said, listen, the nice thing about that discussion is there is no right or wrong answer. There's just ways we all react to it. And I said, your way actually strikes me. And uh, I think probably is more practical at one level than maybe how I see it. I said, I, my, my analysis of it, I think is very intellectualized, but um, want to thank Cody for his, uh, his feedback specifically. It was really a fun discussion, very thoughtful guy. And, and I had a great time talking to him. Awesome. Well, I hope he's not turned off because he didn't agree with us. I hope he's listening to this podcast. <laughs> I think he will be. He was, uh, he's a very thoughtful guy. Um, clearly has been, I, I had the chance to talk to him for probably about an hour over the course of two days. And I was really impressed with um, how much time and energy he had clearly given to talking about a whole variety of issues that touch on a lot of podcasts we talked about. He and I ended up bouncing through um, how, you know, from that discussion to about four or five other episodes that you and I have recorded where I was saying, well, so this is how this could relate to that. And it was, and he, he was, really there, had had great input. So that's exactly what we want from our listeners. Um, the second, and then the other thing I wanted to mention, um, and, and you saw it, Peggy, because you actually retweeted it, but I had a, a good travel experience. I was, I was flying Delta Airlines back home Friday night, and I pre-boarded the plane, first person on the plane, and I'm in row 15 out of 20, small flight, a uh, small plane. And the flight attendant comes up to me and she says, "Would you do you need any help with your bag? And I said, no, 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 I'm fine. Thank you very much. She goes, do you need any type of special assistance? I said, no. I said, I just wear a leg prosthesis. No big deal. I said, I just pre-board so I don't have to step over people. And she goes, oh. She says, well, would would you like more leg room? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. Sure. I said, yes. I said, is that possible? And she looks at me and she says, there's no one in economy comfort tonight. Um, we can move up there. Just go up to row five, sit, take the the uh, window seat. You'll be fine. I said, you're serious. She said, yeah, I'm serious. Go ahead. And nice. so I got into row five where there was about three feet of space between me and the next seat in front of me and where they gave me free, you know, they gave me water before the flight started. I got bumped up thanks to this woman who didn't even know at the beginning what my disability was. She just was trying to be a super helpful flight attendant. And 
I, I saw that on Twitter and I was delighted to retweet something that was positive and yeah. happy. Yeah, especially since another person I met on the trip, uh, a, a patient at one of the facilities that I visited, um, gave me a horror story about about TSA that I, I she was telling it. I was like, oh, I gotta hook this woman up with Peggy. <laughs> they could they could share these stories because it was it was not a good one. But um, I will say uh, that 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 individual. Um, who the TSA made her life difficult and she in turn in an entirely appropriate way uh, made it difficult for them as well in, in a way that was respectful and um, and that at least gave her a feeling that she had some control over the situation for which she should be credited. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I do want to mention to people, Dave, that um, if you are on Facebook, we have a new Facebook frame that that we have launched today. Um, so hop onto our Facebook page and grab our profile frame and you can put it around your profile picture and spread some pride and spread some awareness this month. I saw a very attractive younger man in that space this morning. Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> Isn't he cute? Yes. Yes. One Timmy Chatterman. <laughs> I, I sent Dave a, a, Dave is not necessarily on Facebook a lot. Um, <laughs> That's an understatement. So I... So in order to show him the frame, I had I put it on my profile picture and then took a screenshot and sent it to him and told him that we have this new frame through Amped and to ask his wife what it means. <laughs> you would have been proud of me. I was on our Facebook page even before you sent that. I'm impressed. I was on the ball. I even I even All right. I even was able to log into Facebook despite the fact that I haven't done that in about six months. Did you comment at all? I did not comment. All right, so you're kind of like a stalker. <laughs> that's not that. Let's, I do not like being characterized as a stalker on a platform <laughs> that I have been on about eight times in the last gotcha. eighteen months. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, have we covered it all? I think so. All right, I think I so. Well, it was a delight talking to you as always. Absolutely. Nice talking with you. Have a great week. Hop online, ampedpod.com. Answer our April poll question. Please do, everyone. Great talking to you, Peggy. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.